guys, this is Doug. Thanks for listening to What's the Hazard. I'd like to thank my sponsors, PML Construction, SRP Environmental, CCS Group, Make You Safe Wearable Technology, and the Nebraska Department of Labor On-Site Consultation Group. Check out the episode notes and find their websites or contact information. Check them out and give them a call if they can help you out. Thank you for your support, guys. I sincerely appreciate it. Now on with the episode. Uh, good morning, everybody. This is Doug, and you're listening to What's the Hazard? It is Friday, August 18th, um, and uh, I'm guessing in the pool that the baby is going to come on October 29th. It's going to be a girl. Do I have to pick a time? No. no. No time. So I'm in for, what is it, 20 bucks, or what's the... Yep. All right, I'm in, definitely. So, so yes, JP Tree's in. We got you know some other safety professionals. Nice. We picked up, and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Yes. Well, welcome everybody. I hope you had a good week. Thanks for listening. I've got two guests in the studio. Um, very excited. It's been a minute since I've had this guy in the studio, Mark McClure. Every if you're in this region of the country, if you've had been involved in safety, you know Mark. He's been doing it for. As long as I have, man, Get, which is like uh, an eternity. Getting on 30 years now. The good news is he brought Caitlin Shears with him, and there is some family resemblance, although the surname is no longer the same, but it appears the eyes, the eyes give it away to me. Is that true? Yeah. Have people said that before? Yeah. This is your daughter? Yes. And she is part of the company? She is. Riskill. Riskill. Is the new company? Yes. Fantastic, man. I'm, I was so excited to hear that. You have teamed up with our buddy, Ted Summer. Right. You've got other partners, perhaps, or just the two of you? Just the two of us at the moment. Dan, okay. Danny Run is with us, too. He, we'll call Danny a partner, too. Fantastic. Um, yeah. So, I'm so glad you guys are working together. I, okay. I, for the audience, just these are two of the premier safety people in this part of the country, and I'm really excited. You guys have been working together for a while. This well, is a big our, deal. Our man. connection started with you, remember? Well, we, yeah, back we, in the day. We, <laughs> well, I knew, I knew Ted. I've known Ted for, I don't know. 12, 13 years. Mm -hmm. I knew him at Faith Technologies. Mm -hmm. Um, He was opposite me at Faith, electrical contractor, and I was at IES. And then in, I don't know, eight years ago, we ended up doing some work for him up at Sioux City. Yes, we did. And uh, you and I was telling her yesterday, you and I drove up there. And then Ted and I just stayed connected. He left that role as a corporate Mm -hmm. safety with that company, uh, decided to get out on his own. Last year, we kind of looked at this and said, hey, we're doing the same thing. We're always collaborating together. We share the same material, teach the same way. Let's put it together. So Mm -hmm. we have risk skill. Um, Our name comes from we are going to help you manage your risk by helping you build skill in your employees. I love that. So we we like to think we're we're full-blown safety shop we can come in help with assessments we reach out to a great industrial hygienist i know if i got if you're really somebody, desperate if i gotta have somebody hump pumps all day long right, in the right. degree heat around the plant <laughs> i can't think of who any, wouldn't want to do that themselves i i can't think of anyone that would enjoy doing that more and watching me watch them sweat yes my old buddy but uh no i think this is a great match and i just want to say um you two are as as good a trainers as there are i've watched you both train I've trained with both of you. The training is exceptional. Um, I, I really love the relevance of the training that you give. The uh, It's not 
It's not the standard canned OSHA no, crap. No. This is hands-on, hands -on. real-world training, and we, I, I really appreciate that. We went, we took a deep dive into um, the ANSI standard, the OSHA Z490 standard, and that standard is about how we teach safety to uh, adult learners. Mm -hmm. And it, it really, you know, you, you think back, and my daughter here, we, we sent her off to UNL. She got a teaching degree. Mm -hmm. um, she started looking at some of the things we were doing, and we started comparing it. And it, it, making everything relevant is what you have to do to get yourself in the door. To keep coming back, you have to make it worth something to that person out there on the floor. They have to enjoy it, and they have to go sell you again. No question. So we do hands-on confined space. We have our trailer set up so that we can do that. We can actually make entries. Um, we're working on another trailer for that. Um, we do hands-on in the fall protection world. We've got a lot of great things there. We utilize Jay Petrie as one of the gentlemen we utilize to mm -hmm. help with that one. Damon's former partner. Mark Damon's former yeah, partner. Yeah. Yep. Excellent. Uh, and of course, Je Jeff Springer. Are you do? Do you have anything hands-on for 70E? Yes. Are we going to talk about that at yes, some point? Because yeah, that that would be really interesting. I've seen a few. I've been to a few plants that have developed training cells, basically where they have. Um, Pieces of their equipment that they have set up for hands-on type of training. I really love that. We One of our good clients is a Hy-V over out of Des Moines now. Mm. And we work with Hy-V on their manufacturing side. And that's exactly what we're trying to do with them at their different plants to make sure they're we're specific with what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, but, but a couple of things that we're doing there with 70 is we do teach a class with a company. We will work with a company. This isn't like I'm just coming in for one day. So, you know. Please sit down as I show you the fee, but we'll help you and your maintenance staff develop what, what the criteria is to become a qualified person mm -hmm. as recognized by 70. Mm -hmm. So we do have um, a couple of our devices that we put out on in tabletop exercise with that allows you to troubleshoot and, and perform a um, putting a device into an electrically safe condition. And we can do that safely on a desktop. We, you know, we're not putting you in front of 480 volts or anything like this, but um, kind of think of the old uh, doctor game and we're mm -hmm. moving. The operation? Operation. Oh, yeah, man. I love that. In fact, that that makes, that's a great analogy for a simulation. Yeah. And, and so we're doing some exercises. We can, we can set up over 1,300 different um, exercises with our device and then allow you to, you know, test and verify to get yourself to that electrically safe condition mm -hmm. and that that's one of the big things with 70 and some of the changes that's came and um the more we can get guys hands on you know unfortunately we still we still have fatalities in electrical and right now in my mind it's because we do a really crappy job of test and verification mm -hmm. that's interesting and you said something that really resonates with me man and i guess as as a consultant, I don't, this sounds a little bit self-serving, but your comment about we don't just come in and do a canned training course. I, I need to come in and understand what it is you do and try to understand what it is you need. And in order for that training to be useful, you, you can't just say, come in here and do this training. And I walk in blind and I do a canned, you know, maybe from the OSHA. Correct. Outreach program, which is fine. That's fine. But Correct. it doesn't, it's not useful. No. So. It's always frustrating to me, too, when employers balk at 
the idea that I need to be there before the training mm -hmm. to understand. I, I have what we do is we like to come through and perform an assessment. We always ask and try to get a definition of scope. And the problem is, is of course, we're not sure what we're reaching for safety, productivity, you know, production, maintenance, all has to know and understand how, you know, we're going to come together and collaborate to make this happen. And so we'll use the 70. If you want to have qualified people under what the standard directs us to do, they have to be able to perform a number of specific tasks and have specific knowledge specific to the equipment in your plant. You may be a journeyman electrician, 20 years experience, and you're working at, you know, the ABC company making widgets. Tomorrow you go across the street to the DEF company. You are no longer a qualified person because you do need that specific knowledge of the specific equipment and tasks that you work on. That's a great comment. The problem is, is maintenance doesn't see their life that way. Mm -hmm. They're running to the next fire mm -hmm. and and doing a number of different tasks. You know, we, we hardly ever see just a electrician anymore on a maintenance staff. Right. We're putting skill in everyone, which is fine. We just need to make sure we're doing it the right way. And so we, we kind of help set that up. And then we come back and help with some follow-up testing, coaching, and kind of give them a vision of what looks like next. Um, and put something in place that can last for them. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I know you guys do a great job of it, man. So when you, you, when you told me you and Ted were collaborating, I was really happy to hear that. And I, I, I want you, we will do work together and you can provide those expertise to my clients and vice versa. I mean, yeah. I, I really yeah. love the collaborative nature of safety, at least in our community. And we chose, we've, we've chosen to, you know, um, Ted and I both have a passion for electrical safety and 70. We both have that background. Um, you know, I, I go back with electrical safety and 70 to 1997 and here in Omaha, I come to town and I went to the council and, uh, Bob Lamastro was teaching mm -hmm. the class, the safety professor, safety wizard, and, you know, give a shout out to Bob. He wonderful mentor. And, uh, here we are all these years later. And, uh, yeah. Who was a mentor in Ted's background? Bob Lamastro. Is that right? Yes. You're both from the same tree. Yes. And so we both had that kind of mindset as we went. Um, Bob, Bob's uncle or Bob's nephew used to actually be a direct safety uh, employee of Ted's at, at, at Faith Technologies. Um, so we, we both had that kind of passion to develop good training, use pertinent information. We, we looked last year at the Z490 standard and said, you know, we, we need to understand this. We need to change what we're doing, um, get get past the paradigm of how we feel, and really look at that because that's how we can teach adults. Mm -hmm. So we keep them hands-on. We keep it interactive. Um, we do we do a number of different exercises hands-on. Um, you know, we've we've got the whole route. We we have a number of toys to play with. And I love that. Know, I'm, I'm up to three storage lockers and I, <laughs> my, I can see it. My, my wife says it's, it's hoarding and I'm like, but, <laughs> it's not. but, but honey, just, That's be, right. just because these guys gave me four broken chain falls, this is going to be a better, you know, right. rigging class. Be, that's exactly right. She's like, really? thank you. You need four. Mm -hmm. what one broken one wasn't enough <laughs> right, right i love that well caitlin thank you for being here 
I know we've met before. Your father explained the times we've met in the past, but it's been a while. Long time. And uh, welcome. It's nice that you could, uh, you're taking care of him, obviously. Uh, That's and trying so my best. <laughs> you're with the company. Yeah. And you have a number of different roles. How, how long have you guys been, how long have you been working with the company? I've been working with him since last July. Fantastic. Um, and then I didn't join Risk Hill until January this year. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. And you've already ascended to like director of Mark and Ted, I'm sure. <laughs> Director of HR, director of scheduling, and all of the other creative content. Very uh, nice client engagement. Yep. Um, and you know, still do a number of things. We we actually we were in town uh, working with a couple of attorneys on a couple of things mm-hmm. yesterday. She's really picked up on that for me. Very nice. good. Some investigation mm-hmm. and and then uh, knowing and understanding, you know, how we get to the basis of fact and something mm-hmm. to to be able to assist them and their. Clients. I love that. But you were a teacher by education. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, an English teacher for high schoolers or middle schoolers. Oh, good for you. No, no kidding. So you've—that's why your your father is speaking in complete sentences now. <laughs> yes, and, uh, your influence is very apparent. And, and just go ahead, ask her. <laughs> ask, ask her what she thought her first job was going to be. What What was that? You going to teach somewhere, or what were you going to do? Are you talking from like when I was in kindergarten? Yeah, I was going to work at Imes with Dad. Is that right? Yeah, I was gonna do pet food. Oh, really? Well, yep. she, she'd go in with me in the morning. Of course, when I would take care of the plant, she'd help me run. You know, when I'd have to do my environmental sampling off water and things. Oh, she'd, yeah. She'd help me play in the lab. You'd be out in the rain taking you know, stormwater samples and things. I don't really remember that part. I think the only part I remember from our trips is like going to get breakfast and donuts, <laughs> to be honest, and bringing that back that to everybody. <laughs> so I, I, thought, see that I thought that was the best part of working I, at Ives. I, I, do have, I do have one quick I'm story about her and her sister. So um, show up out there one Saturday morning, and I had like a 20-minute class, and then I had to go to the floor. So I left her and her sister in my office with my computer playing on it. Um, half an hour later, I'm back, and they are gone. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I go to find them, and they are now in my plant manager's office because my plant manager had two computers, and she sent me a note saying, <laughs> Mark, you can't leave two little girls to entertain themselves With one if computer. you don't have enough computers. <laughs> so from now on, they'll be in my office. Oh, here. that's fantastic. I remember that plant manager, actually. Yeah, Kathy, she was pretty nice. That, so this is off subject a little bit, but... This comes up in conversation periodically, and you shared with me many, many years ago uh, a concept that you referred to as start work authority, where you guys would gather prior to initiating work for the week at the facility, right, and you would go through a start work process. Yep. Can you describe that a little bit? So, so we, Everybody's familiar with stop work. Yes. Yep. Right? And and to some degree, that's a useful concept, but I, li- I like the start work so, concept. So what we did was... Um, Operations manager Don Cornett, uh, Don, wonderful man, um, Army background, West Point guy, retired as like I think brigadier general and things. And he came to me and said, uh, "What we really need to do to really so everybody knows and understands how how this plays together and how you know the cohesiveness of safety and production have to go together is, I want you to be able to give me a right to run, and uh, the right to run." was on Monday morning, 
I should be able to find everything that I need. Everything should be up to date every Monday morning. I should have all my inspections completed. Anybody that was assigned any training in the last week, you know, you had a week to get it done. Uh, Don's attitude was, you know, my people need to manage their themselves and their time to make these things happen. And uh, so anything that was due safety, any, you know, we, we had process safety. So we had a number of daily checks that had to be performed. Um, of course, Title V air permitting, I had air you know, wastewater, stormwater, all the things, I had it all. And every Monday morning, we would go and we would meet the plant management group, the leadership team, and the first question would be Kathy would look at, at me and ask her, ask me if she had the right to run the plant. You know, can we start work? And if we were, if we didn't have anything completed, if something was missing, uh, for, forklift inspections, we didn't start the plant until those were completed. And we, we, you know, you just get them to me. We'll, we'll work on what happened that we didn't get them on another day. And uh, so every Monday we would have this exercise and, you know, everybody kind of got in a rhythm. Things looked great. And one morning Don came to me and he told me, he says, I'm already been here and been through your paperwork and we're going to have an issue today. You're going to be short some things and, you know, First time you're ever going to get to exercise this, but you are going to tell her that, no, she doesn't have the authority and the right to run. Mm -hmm. And I want my people to take care of it. So, you know, don't, don't you go running out the door to solve a problem. You know, it's, it's problem on my side. And it did, you could just see everybody. It's like, is she really not going to start the plan? We're going to shut down and not run this plant. I mean, you know, we have a hundred trucks a day to ship mm -hmm. and we did, we stopped, wow. we got the problem taken care of. And, and we moved on. And after it happened, I mean, the, the three process, the make manager, the pack manager, and the shipping manager, what, when they heard they didn't have the right to run, they turned to, you know, it was like they're ready to tell, oh, you can't believe we did this. And Don was like, mm -mm, let's go fix it. Mm -hmm. You guys will all talk later. Right now, let's get it fixed. Let's get the plant run. Then we'll come back together and figure out how we ended up with an outage. Mm -hmm. And I love that. It was. It was. It, and there was no pressure about it. Mm -hmm. That's what was so good. Fletch was when this happened. I mean, everybody had to step back and say, "Man, you know, we've been run run since the plant was built." Mm -hmm. And we we went from that on the plant level. Then Don wanted it taken down. That you know, instead of saying stop work, start work. Mm -hmm. And so we. We got that into the morning meetings. We got that into the evening meetings, you know, with the shifts. Um, are we ready to start work? Is mm -hmm. everything done? You good today? You good today? Mm -hmm. What do we got coming up that, you know, we got to help you that once we get started, we stay started. So it, it was a fantastic time for me. I mean, it was one of my best times as a safety guy. Right. Um, really a learning experience and the collaboration that we brought together to make all of it happen was wonderful. Mm -hmm. And as you just you just said it was a learning experience, not a blaming experience, yep. man. And I love what Don was, you know, let's get it fixed. We'll come back together. We'll talk about it. We'll learn something from it. And we're not going to sit around pointing fingers and blaming each other. Well, and and so, you know, as this one worked through, um, you know, there was things like, well, guess what? We just found Mark's paperwork down in the lab. Somebody put it in with some quality paperwork. And that, I mean, these were the kind of things that happened. Our thing was, though, because they happened, we let them happen. Once we went into the right to run and start work, 
it was like, okay, now we don't want those mistakes either. Because if we're making those kind of mistakes, what are we missing on what we're doing with product? Right. Where, where's our quality really at? Are we moving that needle the right way? Right. And, you know, again, if you're not paying attention, you're putting something in the wrong file, well, then what's the next thing you're not going to pay mm-hmm. attention to? And am I going to have a slip, trip, and fall? Are we going to bump something with a forklift? There was just a number of those factors. And through it all, Don was, he, his coaching came to us as, as like an athlete, mm-hmm. you may strike out this time, but I still need you to go out in the field, field the ball. You're going to have to shake the fact that you just bounced that basketball out of bounds. We got to get to the other end and defend. Mm-hmm. We don't have time to stop right now and chastise you and point blame. And we don't have time to stop right now and say, geez, you know, did you, you know, how, how did you dribble the ball out of bounds? We'll work on that when we, when we're off the floor. Mm-hmm. And so it took the pressure off of people. People knew that this wasn't, we're getting called right on the carpet. Um, we still had red light behaviors that, you know, certainly you weren't going to get away with. Um, you know, we lock out, tag out, confined space, you know, hot work, um, energized work. Those were all things were red light behaviors that we would stop and address. Mm-hmm. But we just were looking part of lean, get waste out of the system. Um, and then just make sure everybody knew and understood that, you know, the teams that win 100 games here and go to the championship aren't the teams that are putting files in the wrong place. Right. You got to do the little right. things. So, and those things, I mean, those are just downstream manifestations of that deficiency somewhere upstream in the operational mm-hmm. process. So sometimes it turns up as a quality issue. Sometimes it's a safety issue, whatever right. that might be. It's not necessarily just a, a deficiency in safety, it's a deficiency in a at some level of operational management that just shows up downstream that way. You, you bet. And, and this is another thing that really helps Ted and I, um, because we, you know, with the kind of backgrounds we come from and those kind of things, as we go in and work with organizations, um, we, we can see other things they're struggling with. And so we don't want them to be struggling with us and how we do our job. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so it brings out some really good things. Mm -hmm. It really does. I think it kind of reinforces with the employees as well that <clears throat> the importance of what we're doing sometimes. I mean, if they can see that it's more than that, the expected canned program, that there's been some thought and some time and it's useful, I think that's encouraging to mm-hmm. employees. I think that motivates them to some. I, I, the vast majority of employees that I deal with want to do a good job. They want to be motivated. They, they want to be excited about work to the extent that they're able. Exactly. And um, if you just give them a bunch of shit, they just well, roll their eyes. And, 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 and trust me, they know what shit looks like. Absolutely. You know? They've seen it. They've been <laughs> I, dealing with I, it. I get, so we just had a, a client here a few months back and the, they had a young safety guy and he made the comment to us that, uh, you know, half the plant would be engaged and half wouldn't. And uh, he said, you know, you just got to understand. He said, there's just about half these guys just want to come in, do their job get their check on Friday and go home and they don't there there's no other involvement work. Okay. I, I get that. And I'm really surprised it's as high as 50%. Yeah. I was going to say know. that seems like a high number um, to me, but you know, I, I think it was because the way they were trying to engage them wasn't the way that these people needed to be engaged with. And so that's one of the things that the Z490 standard points out. Um, 
and it gets back into human behavior and some things like this, you know, hop programs, all those things that I've had a finger in for a few years. So again, I got an understanding. I get where that's coming from and it does. It just makes it so interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of a sudden, guess what? That wasn't a 50% number. Yeah. You got a couple guys in each class and I know not leaving with everything. Um, but the most of them, if I can make it interactive, if I can make it interesting, if I can relate a story from my past, you know, or share a story, you know, I, I share your stories too, of course. I do. Too. I take, I take credit for them. <laughs> no, no, I do the same thing, man. <laughs> well, they know if it's electrical, they know I'm, it's not my story because I don't know anything about I, electrical. I, I, I always share the story, one of your stories <laughs> from going out on one of your first runs to Western Nebraska and having to try to find a payphone at the middle of the night, know where to call in your report. <laughs> right. and it, yeah. And half the audience is payphone. What the hell are they talking yeah, about? Yeah. Um, but no, that's, that's kind of really the big thing when it comes to, to teaching. Um, and, and that's the other thing is, I guess that I look at it and I, I, I try to make sure that the clients understand this. I'm looking to create teachable moments with their people, just not mm-hmm. trained. You know, mm-hmm. I, I can train lockout tag out all day long, but if I can teach you the componentry behind it, show you what may happen, um, Mm-hmm. get you involved and, you know, th- then we can start also looking for, you know, those other improvements, you know, Hey, you guys are talking about this with lock attack. Come out and look at this one machine with us. Oh, well, listen, you know, we could help with this. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we got asked to do fall protection, safety, uh, competent person class with a college. And, uh, the guy told us, he says, you know, really got to have some help. Okay, great. And, uh, I'm like, how bad do you think it is? And he goes, oh, it's, you know, you're going to be shocked at some of the stuff you see. We, uh, you know, we have donors that know aesthetically I do not want handrails on top of my building, these kind of challenges to me. It's like, okay. And he says, and the other challenge I got is we always end up low bid. So you're going to see some pretty shoddy, interesting equipment. So Ted and I were planning this out. And Ted's like, should we try to schedule a day together? to go see this. And I told him, I said, I'll tell you what, I said, I'm going to make the walk. If I see something I haven't seen before or something, it's just like, Oh crap, I got it. I'm going to get you on the phone and we'll talk about it. I said, but I don't know that it's you know as bad as what he makes it to mm-hmm. be, but he has nothing to compare it to. So, you know, by the time we were done, I'm looking at him and telling him, trust me, you're not the worst I've seen. I, I've seen worse. Yeah. You know? Of course. I've seen worse. Now the secret is, you know, to solve the problem. And his problem was, his guys all felt that they had shitty stuff. Okay, well then let's teach them how to use their stuff correctly. And we'll talk about what other alternatives could be applied in the future. And we did, we brought in Jay Petrie. Um, so Jay's covering the Iowa area right mm-hmm. now. And of course, Jeff's kind of moved a little mm-hmm. south here mm-hmm. and stuff. Otherwise yeah. I would have had Jeff over, but it was so good. And their guys left with, oh, well, then this isn't bad. And also they were starting to understand Fall protection is not just putting on a harness. That's just fall arrest, and it's a piece. Mm-hmm. Every day I have a guardrail. And, you know, now I'm glad to know right. and understand how this works. So right. that's kind of one of the things that we're, we're really trying to accomplish with risk skill. Mm-hmm. I love that, man. And so what, what have you done to help your father's progress? Because he's like a totally different guy since last time I saw him. I think they, you've had a large part in this, obviously. I, I don't know if I really did. I think they came to me and like used my teaching background to get to, I think, the bigger goal of your guys' classes, which is to not just like get them engaged and teach them those 
good moments, but to make them teachers of themselves, give them that power mm -hmm. of like, oh, if somebody comes in, they don't know, they know how to ex like explain this to somebody or teach the procedure to somebody else. Oh, that's a big deal. Yeah, that's the goal. And like, that's where you get that hands-on experience um, and that engagement from is like you give them control over their information and then they know what to do with it beyond themselves. Right. And, and, and really we, we ask the them. senior people to do that yeah. either intentionally or unintentionally. They are doing that teaching and training and it would be nice if we equip them with some skills to do that. Mm -hmm. So, and that's in like that's what schools do, or our goal is as teachers in schools too. Is like you're not just in there teaching them the content. Like you want to give them power over their content mm -hmm. and give them a purpose beyond just reading a book or doing some math problems. Like what does this have to do in the real world? So I think that's what they're doing in those classes is engaging them beyond just this is a safety requirement you have to complete to you're going to help somebody else in the field. You know, yeah. like you're going to be a person that's going to be held responsible for somebody else's yeah. knowledge base. That's instead great. Of just passing it off. That's fantastic. I love that. So, so a couple of things that we've applied and that she's really been a big help with is in our competent person classes for say fall protection and confined space in our qualified person classes for 70 E um, and in our train, the trainer classes, we have adapted the class to add pieces where we're looking for people to teach back to us. Mm -hmm. So so now, like for an example, in a train the trainer, telehandler, forklift, you know, we used to do something in a day, but we're not sure, you know, that we're getting back what we need just in one day. So we made those classes two days. And, you know, when you take that out to the client that you just did it last year and he's like, but yeah, we're only here for eight hours last year. It's like, yeah, but I don't know that your trainers are really, you know, I wanted to know that they pick that up. So we, we, we follow, learn, do, teach. We'll, we'll help you learn it. We want you now to help us teach a piece of this class. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to let you teach and we'll be the audience. Right. Present it back. Make sure they're leaving with, with a learning. Mm -hmm. That That's a, I imagine there was a little resistance at first there, to that. There was, and there was but a couple the companies of, that really get it. I'm sure buy into that. Yes, the, the, the nice thing, you know, use the train, the trainer, forklift. When I leave, I'm going to give you back. If you send a half a dozen people to our class, we're going to tell you how those people did. These people all, you know, wonderful operator, great operator, whatever that comment is. And then here's how they are: is they teach others for you. Mm -hmm. This is their strong place. Here's where we got an opportunity to help them. And oh, by the way, we can come back. And if you really got a big question, we have somebody that knows how to teach, mm -hmm. and we'll be glad to let you talk to her. I love that. And it makes them feel valued too, beyond just mm -hmm. like the purpose of going there to learn something. Now they're valued. The participants a, in the class, member, yeah. you know, they're like, okay, now I like I'm being trusted with this experience of somebody mm -hmm. else. You know, that's a big deal. Yeah, and uh, you know, so you can convey the importance of that to them. I think they probably, again, man, I, I'm sure they take a lot of pride in that. I've been chosen. I've been selected to do this. It's a big responsibility, but you're giving me the tools and empowering me i know that's kind of cliche to say but well we used to just you know you got this you good with that mm -hmm. you're gonna be successful thanks <laughs> right, man right. out the door out the yeah. door i gotta pack up i gotta go somewhere else now yeah. when we're done they've presented back so we've given them feedback um you know i had i had a guy who was like i'm, I'm not i don't know how to run this machine i can't do this slide deck and it's like well you know how to run a forklift so you know here's the 15 slides that i did these steps in let's mm -hmm. just go to the forklift and you talk me through them i'm just going to hand you the slide you can look at it 
but explain it to me right at the forklift. Mm -hmm. Well, these guys look at that and about five minutes, the slide, you know, the paper's laying over here and they're pointing, touching. And it's like, yeah, you're going to be a wonderful trainer. Very good. These are the things that you're doing right. And, and they're like, well, you know, and they'll, you'll always get that. They've got one nugget. You know, this happened once. It's like, man, I've never heard. Thank mm-hmm. you for bringing that up. Yeah. And again, it just helps them. You know, they see the value of what they're contributing back. We get our employees engaged again. That's what we've always wanted. Um, if we can help you with that, engaging your employees, making them do this job, taking advantage of an opportunity, we love that. There's something interesting. I, I've noticed this for years that when you do multi-day classes with people, you can see that transition day one is always kind of a feeling out process mm-hmm. and they're skeptical and they don't know you. And, you know, you can, you know, read off your cred, but they don't, they don't know and they don't even know to trust you. So by the end of the first day, you're starting to see a little bit of getting a bond. You're getting a little bond, but on that second day, man, when you leave and then come back and you are back as the trainer, you are back, you know, you're excited. You're doing it again. They, they, you really start to see a lot of engagement. We have. We did a 30-hour. We work with Des Moines Area Community College all the time. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the, I don't know, what are we, the Finding Polar Bears or whatever. Nice, I nice. <laughs> that's, they, they, I think that's Fargo. Isn't they, it? They've got a great, great program. Very good. Um, but we work with them all the time in a number of their locations where they're preferred safety partner. We did a 30-hour class with them um, at a facility there in Des Moines. So I had a large classroom. I also had access to their shop. And... Uh, Nobody's there. They have a welding course. They actually have an old forklift that was donated so we could do some hands-on with the forklift. So I have I have 10 people in a 30-hour, and they're all management people. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had one person out of the 10 that had ever been in a fall protection harness. Um, only one person out of 10, and he happened to be the safety guy at a logistical company, mm-hmm. had operated a forklift before. And we got to do that. I, I have my... David Alley, the safety store. I'll throw another shout out. I have mm-hmm. the uh, scale scaffold model that we can build a three-tier scaffold and everything. Um, again, nobody had ever done that. And they're general industry, and chances are they're never going to see a scaffold again. But boy, do we have fun when we get hands mm-hmm. on. And then when you want to do machine guarding, to be able to walk out into a shop that you don't have to worry about shutting anything down and playing with, walking through and finding hazards. By the fifth day, these guys would have signed up for a couple more mm-hmm. because it just being interactive and getting it moving, getting them up, it brings that bond and that trust together really fast. Yeah, I really enjoy that too. I, I'm i not an authorized trainer any longer, so I can probably say this without any fear of some type of retaliation from the training center. But when I would do 30s, that fourth day was always a field trip. We would always go out into the facility, whether it be a construction site or the plant, even if you could do that periodically for on each day, just to get out of your seats and get out into the air, into the facility in some fashion and just walk around and look and talk about different things. And it was an opportunity for them to share some of their experiences. And I I know that's a hard thing to capture in the paperwork, but it's invaluable, Yep. you know, and it's, and it's fun. Yes. Particularly for those people that may not have that opportunity all the time. We had, we had people from the Des Moines airport, that operates at Des Moines Airport. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a logistical company. We had a gentleman from a food company. Um, we had four people from a uh, paper bo- uh, car- box manufacturer company. Um, and and all, like I said, all of our people were um, 
management. And so like we were in the welding shop. They had no idea what a welding oven looked like, how it functioned, mm-hmm. why we would do it. You know, So just these little things they were picking up. But just a lot of fun. Uh, again, they by, by the end of the second, third day, they were like, oh, we're going to have to go back and look more at that standard because mm-hmm. this is what we want people doing. We we see why, right. you know, the lo- online stuff is failing us. Oh, no doubt. Um, and so that's, and, and you know, that's not going away. That's my competition. Um, but I'm just not, I'm not playing against that competition. Yeah, it's not competition, yeah. man, truthfully. Well, I mean, that's it's just a choice. That's it, a decision it, it, they've yeah, made. It, 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 but it, it takes from what we could do. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, you know we've got it too. We, we are happy to help you and build a system with that. Mm-hmm. We offer compliance as a service, but our bread and butter is getting us up in front of your people. Right. I, I tell everybody, I know, I know I might be a little expensive and everything, but you're going to love what we do. Mm-hmm. We're going to get you out of your seat. We're going to get hands-on. We have a hands-on fire extinguisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, we bought, you know, we have one of the old Bullock's Lion systems. Mm-hmm. Um, we've turned that into a gone for me training event to a competition event. Um, I'll send you some pictures. We, Actually, our different clients, we have had, uh, we have little statues made now. <laughs> um, and, and it's not just about the speed of putting out the fire. I mean, we're quizzing you while you're doing it. You got, you know, we got a little five, five question t- quiz before you get to step up on the firing line. Yeah. Um, so we, we get some, we get some interaction again. Um, and it ends up becoming kind of a competition. Everybody has fun. And, it, 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 you know, like right now, I've got three companies that are on us during October because of fire week mm-hmm. it's like geez do we bite the bullet buy one more of these because it has become such a big thing oh good for you man i love that yeah i'm gonna have to get you in front of a bunch of my clients too i think that they would really enjoy that we, we'd love to do outstanding that. we'd love to do that so how much time we've got we've got a little bit of time left you you have always been my go-to 70e guy you've always taken care of that for me you've done some we've done some 30 hours and you handle that for me Talk, and you mentioned that in the beginning. Talk a little bit about some of the changes and what's going on with 70E. So, so 70E has been one of my passions. Um, going back again from from Bob Lamastro, um, I, I was very fortunate. You know, when I was with Imes Procter and Gamble, I had Brad Polinsky, who yeah. well, excellent 70E. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, premier. If I if I ever know a tenth of what Brad knows, um, very good. David James. You know, I worked with a number of good people. Um, you know, I, I had some some really great opportunities. Uh, you know, some some friends at Scott Francis from over in Millican and Derek Sang at, at Bulwark, all guys that helped me um, learn about things. So we we've always had a class. Ted Ted and I kind of brought our two classes together now, and and we try to teach similar content. Um, but we're excited. So so the new 2024 70E is out. Been released. Came out a little over a month ago. Earliest release ever. Um, the first 70E edition came out in 1979. We're on our 13th. And every time we take a few steps, um, and every time we take a few steps, I can tell you that, you know, our focus for what's next becomes more, more on point. Okay. Um, Early days of 70, just for those that don't know, was where the lockout-tagout standard came from. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing that 70 recognized. And honestly, you know, the 1970s and 1980s, there was a large acceptance in the war- business world of, you know, electricity. We don't see it. We don't recognize what's really energized. Deaths will happen. We've changed that. Um, fatalities in electrical are down 
over 50 percent in the last 30 years and i think that you know 70s play a large part. part yeah i would agree um one of the things with 70e is we kind of have to flip our hierarchy of controls a little bit because before i can get you to the elimination of hazardous energy i still have to put you in personal protective equipment mm -hmm. because for you to perform your verification you may be in front of energized mm -hmm. electrical mm -hmm. and so i still need to be protecting you from shock and arc flash 70e focused on our clothing it got better um, we went from just an fr fire resistant clothing to an farar arc resistant rating too mm -hmm. so not only will the clothing self-extinguish but we don't want the clothing to break open and expose the underlying layers of the body we did that we got an energized electrical permit we got that we got pre-planning that became part of the standard 2014 2015 mm -hmm. um, we put in the human factor 70 recognizes even my best employee could have a bad day and even my most experienced most technically qualified person can make a mistake 70 says those happen we have to consider it so we do the big changes for this year the biggest one for me is um over the last 20 years the thing that you know the elephant in the room is still the equipment and Everybody needs to know and understand something. So our maintenance staffs at, at all of our businesses, we hire them to keep the machines running. Mm -hmm. We do nothing with the electrical componentry. Our switch gear where our feed enters the plant, our distribution, our distribution panels, all of these devices, motor starters, MCCs, all of these we don't focus on the service and how we maintain that. Mm -hmm. So the big change this year is the standard NFPA 70B. How do we maintain electrical equipment has always been a recommendation, a should. And as of this year, it's a shall. Mm. And what 70B is about is it says that if you have machines, electrical equipment, switchgear, whatever it may be, distribution panels, whatever your equipment is, motor starters, it needs to be maintained to the manufacturer specification by qualified personnel mm -hmm. and maintained to run normally. And we've started really, Doug, to define normally. I was just going to ask you what that meant. So one of the problems we've had, and just real quick, so one of the things that I like that they've added is we've actually added the wording electrical equipment into how we word this. So everybody knows and understands we're, we're not dealing with your press. The equipment. Or equipment. your you right. know, bagger. We're talking the electrical gear. And normal operation is it's running. Mm -hmm. Everybody has to get a mindset of what is normal. Normal is this. Normal now is defined by 70E as what I just said. Installed to the manufacturer specification, used as the manufacturing and your engineering firm that put it in place, intended mm -hmm. it to be used, and it is maintained to what the manufacturer says. And I, I go into plants all the time, and, and you know these stories. Um, I have a client that I'm in their plant. They do not do anything for electrical safety. And I look at them, and I tell them, the, can the contamination you have in all of your devices is either conductive dust, because they work metal, 
or it's combustible dust from your packaging. Mm -hmm. And these guys just like, aha moment. Well, we never thought of that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You guys are putting together two things that if we were the bad guys, it's what we'd want to have when we get to building an IED. Mm -hmm. And you happen to have some right here on your wall. This is mm -hmm. why the gear that we put you in to work safely looks like bomb gear. Mm -hmm. So the mindset has to become when the machine is not running, it is not normal. Now, if I operate a circuit breaker, if I reach up on a wall and I turn a circuit breaker off, and we perform maintenance on the equipment we were to perform maintenance on, we, we verify we have no power, we lock it out, we do our task, and I flip that breaker back on, that is normal operation. That's what it's there for, and we just operated it normally. But if that breaker trips under a load, I just can't come to the mindset of, well, I'm going to just go flip that breaker. Because if it was a normal, what, what the standard says is, I should be in protective gear because I'm not in a normal condition. To reset that breaker? To reset that breaker. And people are like, so you're telling me I have to do this? No. What I'm telling you is, if you have an abnormal, non-routine condition, mm -hmm. you need to do an extra piece of investigation to decide yourself what we're going to do next to mm -hmm. protect you. Because there is something wrong. We bought this machinery to run. Mm -hmm. If it's not running, it is not normal. Mm -hmm. And I've told people for years, I've told people for years, when you open up a piece of electrical equipment, you're about to meet every electrician that's ever worked on it. Mm -hmm. From the electrician at Square D. Schneider, whoever built the enclosure and put the componentry together, to the electrical engineer who tuned it, designed it, decided how many cycles we're setting breakers and things at in this machine. All of those to every person that's ever serviced up. Mm -hmm. You're about to know how good of an electrician they are. Were they having a good day or a bad day? Did we stay out late the night before when I was in there wiring on that? Was I thinking about my impending divorce? My kid is sick. I had a bad night with the baby. All of these things play a factor mm -hmm. in what's in that box now. Yeah. And even a mistake made 20 years ago, today is the day that mistake's going to come out at you mm -hmm. and get you in trouble. Yeah. So we, we're working to change that mindset. My, my biggest thing about this is, is I hand people 70 B first of all, nobody knows what it is. Mm -hmm. And second of all, um, so I have Lennox as a client. Their plant in Marshalltown was hit by a tornado. We've got nice two year old gear and, uh, yeah, they have every owner's manual, mm -hmm. and we're there. We, 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 we've got it right. But then right. I go to my client with 50, 60-year-old stuff, and it's like they're, you know. That stuff doesn't exist. It, well, but, but my, my, my machine's running. Okay, your machine's running. But here's the thing. Over the last 50 years, did you do all the proper maintenance, and was the proper maintenance done by a qualified person? Mm -hmm. No. Okay, well, then we better take a breath, step back, think about it before we open this box mm -hmm. because we're not in the definition of the normal equipment was installed correctly, maintained correctly. Mm -hmm. So you already took that out. So we're not normal when we open this box. That's an interesting concept. And I, I am just vaguely familiar with B and the maintenance requirements because it's come up in conversation with some maintenance people that I deal with periodically. And that concept of, you know, have we done regular maintenance 
as prescribed by the manufacturer on this equipment. What even disconnects and stuff, mm -hmm. right? I mean, yes, they're all under that. You bet. There's all energy behind that that door on that if, disconnect. If you have a knife disconnect, are you maintaining a manufacturer spec? Manufacturer spec may say we open this up annually. Mm -hmm. You know, we de-energize it. We open it up. We clean. Make sure it's contaminant-free, corrosion-free. Mm -hmm. Lubricate and manipulate the switches. That mm -hmm. means flipping the switch, mm -hmm. applying a little bit of grease on the knives, flipping that switch. You know, that's what we're looking to do. Um, you know, I've gone to places where you know we, we've looked at 400 amp breakers and said we can't throw the switch. Yeah, yeah, and that comes up in conversation a lot when you have operators and maintenance people living and intersecting in that same world and different criteria for each. I mean, this, we, we, and we didn't hire the maintenance people to maintain the electrical equipment. We hired them to keep the press right. running, keeping the bagger running. Yeah. And we bring in, we bring in contractors. I under, don't understand that. And, you know, trust me, we're, we're, we know they're qualified people too, but again, you know, what, what was the level? Did we do it to every piece of equipment? Mm -hmm. There's so many things like that that we have to run through. Really interesting. So 70s starting to address all this. Um, we're still doing a crappy job with testing and verification. Yes, still, we are. Still kill people because they put the wrong meter on the wrong thing. Um, and I believe that will be what we see the focus the next three years. Yeah, we have the ability to do this well. I mean, with the technology, with the equipment, the PPE, all of these things, you know, we should be able to do this safely. Yes. And so we just need to incorporate these practices and principles and come to a better understanding of what is intended. Yes. I think so that we can do it more safely because it's it's there for us. We don't have to have people die from exactly right. These issues any exactly longer. Exactly right. And it you know, the the thing that I see is we've we've picked off things that have been, you know, I, I can go back to seventy two thousand and three. We were getting better clothing. Mm -hmm. Then we got into, you know, really what what's the conditions for a permit? Then we started working on, you know, the pre-task plan. We we still see three reasons that we kill people with electricity in the workplace. Even if we pre-plan it, we extended the scope of the work we're doing. We, we God, I'm right here. I'm going to go ahead and do this, but it wasn't part of my original. Plan. Well, there is a pre-planning, and then there's the execution, and they're Correct. not always the same thing. Correct. So, so we still overextend the scope of the work mm -hmm. that we had planned for. Um, we we do a bad job of testing and verifying. We still we mm -hmm. set a meter to, you know, we 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 take and put a thousand meter on a twenty three hundred volt feed. We take a or a thousand volt meter and put it on twenty three hundred volt feed. Mm -hmm. We. We have our setting wrong. We're set on ohms instead of amps. You know, whatever it is, we're we still do a bad job yeah. of test and verification. Um, and then the last one is, and this is this is still the biggest qual, um, cause of fatality and, and severe injury is, even with qualified, licensed journeyman electrician people, is we fail to recognize all of the conductors that are energized or all of the componentry mm -hmm. that's energized. And again, we've done a bad job in our pre-plan and places, um, but we're, we, you know, I, I think those will be the things that we work on next. Interesting. Um, adding the human factor to me was a big thing. Yeah. Getting people to ex well, just execute. Denying it for so long, I think, oh, is, yeah. the, is the shame, you know? Yeah. I think we're coming to terms with the fact yeah. that mistakes are going to happen and how are we going to recover from yeah. a mistake? You bet. How do we absorb that without having a big problem? Yeah. Well, yeah, so, you know, 
been too bad. Um, just just a sad moment, but I was honestly teaching a class um, a week ago, Tuesday morning, and while class going on about an hour into it at State Center, Iowa, a young man, journeyman, um, 13 years with the utility, was electrocuted. Oh. And he touched a conductor that they had not identified as energized. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here's somebody that was experienced. Here was somebody that went to work, family, of course, you know, children at home, mm-hmm. wife at home. But uh, how they got there was a failure to recognize and isolate one piece of energized gear or conductor. Yeah. And we have to take into account people can make mistakes. So what are we doing? You know, should have they had another blanket? I don't know. I'm not going to get into those details. But again, something was missed by a very experienced person. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Guys, we are running up on the time almost to the minute. Cam, time is up. (laughs) Time is up. All right. Um, This is fantastic. I am really thrilled that you could take a minute stop and see we'll, us we'll come back again i hope you come we'll, back we'll bring we'll bring her back sometime maybe here in november and see how close you were and if you won the pot or, that sounds or great and for lunch. those of you who maybe joined us late or got in on the beginning of the conversation and didn't realize caitlin is expecting and we're looking at october 29th i think is what we've agreed upon right for the <laughs> yep, in, induction for date okay <laughs> fantastic Mark McClure, Caitlin Shear. Um, the company is Risk Skill. Risk Skill. Risk Skill. And uh, we, we got you. We got you a shirt with a name on it. I, so. It'll be on. It'll be on the show next week. Perfect. It's fantastic. It is great to see you, man. You I too. know that you're busy and I'm busy, and we don't cross paths as often as we used to, but we're out there, you know, humping and yep. trying to make things a little better. Yep. So I've always appreciated that. I would love to see you in front of some of my clients too, because what you just described is something that they need to hear as well. Let's, let's so let's make it time happen and do it. I appreciate it. Have a great weekend, guys. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, if you need to get a hold of Mark or you were looking to get a hold of Mark, how do they do that? Mark at riskill.net. Um, the company in R I S K I L L dot net. All right. Fantastic. Uh, reach out, <clears throat> excuse me, reach out yeah. to us. My, Chief Engagement Officer here will certainly direct your call to me. And, uh, <laughs> Excellent. We'll, we'll take care of it. Direct your call. I love that. I get I constantly get complaints that my voicemail is full. Yeah, well, I, I and do it's too. been full since 2017. <laughs> so is so, mine. I don't. I don't. It's not you, changing. You know me. I'm the same as you. I I get to the phone calls when I get to them. Text me if you need me. Yes. Email me and. Wait, I'll check those in the evening. Yeah, Text yep, me if you need you me go. right that's, now I, on the I, phone. I, I do the Doug Fletcher safety yeah. management class. I, that's how I learned it. <laughs> right. you, you taught it to me. I'm practicing it. Well, hey, man, there's a hierarchy of everything. So thank you, guys. Great to see you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great weekend, and I hope you have a great week next week, and we'll be back next Friday. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. A Huda Media Production.